Hello, everyone. Welcome to the episode four of Elevated You podcast. First of all, welcome to Elevated You. If you're new and wanting to see what I'm about, I am so happy that you're here. I'm really excited that you're tuning in and wanting to improve your life for the better. We're all for that here at Elevated You. Our goal, at least my goal, is for my community, my listeners to really live the fullest of life. And, you know, it's a thing now, right? Like a lot of these hashtags are surfacing online, living my best life. And I think it's great that we're traveling and doing all these things, but living your best life sometimes cannot just be expressed by one screenshot or a snapshot of, of a memory. I think all of those are good, but here we really are wanting to practice elevating our lives for the better in a way that we are resonating it and others are also being impacted by our own lives and when I talk about living the full life as the center stage of our lives it just means that we are embodying this fully conscious way of living and it's all around health really taking notice of our mental emotional spiritual physical financial health it's a whole 360 and that's where we want to be we're not just thinking about the present we're thinking about the future but also paying attention from our past being present or present moment and making conscious choices so that so then our future is where we want it to be the fullest of life i don't think that living the full life is a really an end goal i don't think it is ever an end goal because life is a progression it's a constant progression there's always something going on and it's not something that we just reach at the end it would be dull that way and life would be exhausting if we view it as I'm working for my future we really are what we're about here at Elevated You is about building on what is already a good life into a better one into a fuller one and potentially we can be at a place in our future where we are well secured but at the same time we've worked on all areas of our lives and I think that's what's important that's what is important for me at least you know I view it as a journey we're all in this as a journey and I hope that me I'm being a part of this journey for you as well and we're just building this community really really cool community where we all can just build on each other's strengths and learn from the failures and really better our lives I'm sorry I probably am repeating myself I'm just really highly energetic right now and purely excited for what's to come for Elevated You and just really happy that you're tuning in and listening. So for today's episode, we're going to talk about kicking your life up a notch. I'm going to be sharing 10 ways to increase quality of life. 
you know, sometimes we get caught up with our world, our own world that is so fast paced. It's so busy. Everything is on the go, right? There's always something coming at us. And so it's very important that we take notice and pay attention to what is going on in our lives and we get to slow down in this fast-paced world. I know it sounds so ironic and you probably would be questioning why slow down when the world is so fast because at least for me, if you want a better quality of life, you don't have to swing by or be at the speed that the world is going. Because the question is, is that really productive or you're just doing that to go with the flow? Go with the flow of the stream and see the benefits for yourself. Anyhow, that's actually number one. Number one is to pay attention. I had read this book from Dr. Caroline Leaf and the book was called Who Switched Off Your Brain? It's actually one of the very, very interesting books that I read nine years ago. And it talks a lot about the power of our brains to shut down toxic thoughts. And she talked a lot about our neurons and how it's building off of they're like trees and tree trunks and so whatever you think the thought the thoughts that occur in your brain they build they build on top of each other and so if you are highly negative or you always kind of see negative things or negative the bad in any situation maybe it's because at least from what the book is suggesting is because you've built up this like tree trunks of thought neurons like neurons in your brain stacked up on each other they kind of grew now you're gonna have to uproot those because they built on they grew and so she talked a lot about turning off those toxic toxic thoughts in your brain and it starts really with paying attention paying attention when those toxic thoughts come in so you can now rebuild these neurons so they can grow these neurons that are more positive now. And it's really a, ha- a habit and a process by itself. And so one, it starts with paying attention. Paying attention to the things that you've probably never paid attention before. You know, sometimes it's interesting because when we're driving, we're driving and we're the driver, we fail to see and notice our surroundings because we're so focused on just driving and making sure that we don't get into any accidents. And it's as a passenger, you see other things that a driver don't see, right? And so from a driver's perspective, it's hard to pay attention on other things such as the view sometimes, right? It's hard to take notice of those things. But you notice as a driver, once you become a passenger and you take the same route, you now see a different angle. You can pay attention to 
the other beauty and and you see the difference too right when you're not paying attention and now paying attention as a passenger you realize how beautiful your surroundings are and you're shocked but at the same time have you noticed how it added something in your life it added a little bit of it added value added greatness it added positivity and good feelings and emotions and that's what we want we if you want to add what if we want to kick our life up a notch just a little bit start paying attention pay attention to those thoughts turn off toxic thoughts that are coming in your brain you have the ability to do that you are so powerful because you are in control when you're in control when you're putting the control back to you as the owner of your own body and your own thought process you can rebuild those neurons you can rebuild positive good thoughts you can also pay attention to yourself pay attention as to how you get mad how you get angry how do you get what makes you happy as a person pay attention to those little things pay attention to the smile that a stranger probably is giving to you pay attention to those little things because it just adds so much value in your life and the good you know pay attention on the little things that will add value in your life and if it's a negative thing you have the power to control it back again the second one is practicing gratitude this is really big practicing gratitude is allows for us to live a life that's full there's just something related with practicing gratitude gratitude that it already it almost always transforms your life for the better not just your life but the people around you when you say thank you and i know that the difficulty sometimes with practicing gratitude is it's almost like surrendering or putting your pride on the side right even with coworkers with partners with your business partners with the people you work with sometimes it's so hard to admit that someone did something great but it goes a long way practicing gratitude goes a long way and that's one of the big things that i personally miss in filipino culture when i look at filipino videos the vlogs and people on their day-to-day lives i'm so grateful for youtube because it really people who do vlogs it it brings me back just watching how they are and how they they pay attention to little things that are funny and practicing gratitude in the simplest of ways you know when they buy food when they get a gift it's always saying thank you saying thank you to to your expressing gratitude saying thank you to your parents and i love that and and even just by watching that it allowed me to look at my life and myself and assess where has my gratitude been <laughs> if that makes sense like have i lost it and it's something that i missed because i think what happened with me with starting a business and you know sometimes you could get caught up in life 
you could get so caught up with the things that you're doing, the things that you're so perhaps passionate about, and you also could get caught up with how good you are potentially, right? Maybe you were so, we end up being so proud of ourselves because of the hardships and the struggles that we're just overcoming constantly in our lives that we fail to pay attention, but also we, we fail to be grateful. Be grateful for other people who, who has done things for us or also who did things with us and who are doing things for us constantly, who are pouring their lives out for us. And I understand that because I've been there and now I'm just reteaching myself back to pay attention and be grateful. Be grateful and express gratitude to the people who are working alongside me because it's clearly not just my own strength and I don't want to be, I don't want to live in this bubble that I am great, that I am working so hard that people should understand me. There's just something that activates inside of you when you practice being grateful, not just with the people who do great things for you, but even with the little things, people who serve you, the waitress who who wipes your table, who gives you water. It goes a long way and it's so contagious to be grateful. Be grateful for the wind, the air, how you feel that morning. Just be grateful for life. And I normally start my day with gratitude because it really just does something to you. I know, I probably repeated myself so many times. I apologize. It is, I truly believe in the power of practicing gratitude. There's something that's being activated within us. So the next one is practicing forgiveness. This is a big one. You know, all throughout our lives, we have probably have had many encounters with people. One, we were raised in our own households. And that in itself, coming from a very small unit, it could costs a lot of anger, hatred, as much as it, it produces a lot of love, right? But there will be moments in our lives where we probably have bottled some anger and hatred and it got built inside of us. And perhaps it allowed us to be numb. And, you know, as we get older, there are so many relationships that we have gone through. And as much as it has given us a lot of pleasure, it also, in our lifetime, would have given us pain, sorrow, suffering, and, in, and it could turn us into the people that we're not, which is anger, bitter, hateful. And one of the big things that is sometimes really hard to learn is practicing forgiveness. And what does it really mean to forgive? And what does that look like? What are we losing when we're forgiving? Or does forgiveness mean that 
we're loving ourselves. We're extending compassion for ourselves. We're doing it for us. Not any more than we're doing it for the other person. We're doing it for us because we want to set ourselves free. We want to liberate ourselves from whatever is holding us. That thing that we bottled inside of us for so long that no one can touch. And if it's touched just a little bit, it burns so much. You know, I remember this analogy when... I was back in the Philippines, this is probably in 2008, and this guy was talking about forgiveness, and at that time, I didn't know I was holding and carrying something in my life. I didn't know that I had some issues that I haven't resolved with a very close person in my life. I didn't know that the years of agony and pain and the combination of these things have caused me to be angry and not forgive or just leave it there in somewhere in my heart bottled not untouched and I never paid attention to it but this guy was strongly just talking about pain people have caused us misery and suffering I felt it all of a sudden this something that I've been holding on for so long and I think that forgiveness is a process on its own it's one thing to practice forgiveness in the big things right that's one aspect but there's also practicing forgiveness in the smaller things extending people compassion as well when people have done something wrong and letting it go and not keeping tabs on people I personally practice that in my life it's not 100% consistent I will admit but I aim and I practice to not hold grudge on others because it also makes my life better that way. It makes their life better, but but I am honoring myself to not hold anything in my heart that's not good. It doesn't have to be there. I can hold space for more love, and I don't need space for anger. I don't need space for for hatred. And sometimes it starts with the littlest things. Forgiveness probably could start for you in the littlest of things when people have done something even silly, you know. And start there. Practice just letting it go and forgiving that person. And see how you feel. See how that feels for you. And slowly graduate on the big things maybe first paying attention to how you feel and how did it make you who you are now how did that impact the way you view your world did it cause trust issues did it cause you pain and suffering and start there and recognizing those things and 
Would you like to continue carrying that with you, an extra baggage, an extra bottle in your heart? Or are you prepared to now let it go for the reason that you want to extend yourself compassion and you want to extend others compassion as well? It's really hard, sensitive topic, but it is one of the ways to increase your quality of life because if we're talking about all-around health, yes, you might be working out heavily and all these other things, but if you're a person walking with a lot of baggages, do you see how tiresome that could be sometimes? All right, <laughs> moving on, minimizing the things that you own or minimize Minimalism is something that probably a lot of us don't understand or haven't really paid attention to. We probably don't think we need it at all. I am with you. But I really think that it increases the quality of our lives when we start minimizing the things that we own. So then, in a way, we're giving ourselves room for other things that really matter. I don't know. My first introduction to the concept of minimalism actually was through a TED Talk by Joshua Fields, Milburn, and Ryan Nicodemus. They help over 20 million people live meaningful lives with less through... You know, they have a website. I think it's The Minimalist, their books, their podcasts. They also have a podcast and they have documentaries. And I think for them, minimalism is a tool that can assist people in finding their freedom. Freedom from fear, freedom from worry, freedom from overwhelming stuff, freedom from guilt, freedom from depression, from the trappings of consumer culture that we've built our lives around. And, you know, they've helped people eliminate their discontent, reclaim their time, live in the moment, pursue their passions, discover their missions, just with the simple concept of minimalism. And I know that that's really, really hard to to get into or to even understand or encounter for ourselves but maybe it's a, it's for another topic really I actually want to talk about this as well I would start with the question of have you ever had to move physically because that sometimes could help you understand the concept of minimalism and I also, have you ever been shocked as to how many things we keep, how much things we keep, and if we don't see it, we don't really know we own it, and yet we keep buying. We keep buying things because we think we don't have it. <laughs> so the aspect of maybe seeing the things that we own for right now will help us not be as consuming as we are we maybe we can lessen lessen consumption and maximize what we already own and that really at least for me 
can do wonders and also improve the quality of our lives. It just feels so much better. The less stuff, you know, it's easier. If you feel that you can move around, there's so much freedom with that. Anyhow, number five is to eat better. We don't just change our lives drastically only to find out that it's not for us and we're back to our normal habits of eating what we have been eating. And I think eating better could simply be as I'm just adding a vegetable in one of my meals or eating, drinking a smoothie, preparing something just so we could train our minds in this new habit that we're getting into. That, that's at least what I do for me when I started to eat better is to, I start, one, I started paying attention and also another one is to, why do you want to eat better? And if our topic right now is we want to increase our quality of life and if we're talking about making conscious choices right now in our present so then we're building off of the full life that we want that's one of the things that we have to do now is making that conscious decision and making that conscious choice to eat better now so then we don't have to suffer long term how I see this is my sister always told me she was in nursing school and she's a nurse now she told me when I was probably 15 she said diseases don't start at 40 or 50 or 60 it starts now what she really meant by that is you don't just magically get a disease at 40 it starts from your habitual ways when you were younger and it's really just a matter of time if you will have something or not and i don't mean to scare anyone or cause fear not at all and again just as a reminder these are all my plain humble opinion and the way I look to life and the things that I'm incorporating in my own life to kick ass or or live a better quality life at least that's my journey that's a journey that I'm on I want to live the fullest of life and I see that as eating better and so for me I started incorporating I you know, I started making kombucha, I started making sauerkraut, and I just eat a little bit of that in some of my meals. I, I drink kombucha, and I, because of the abundance of scoby, I started making kombucha on my own. I have started adding it on my drinks, on my smoothies. And honestly, smoothie making smoothies, you can make it fun. You can make it the way, just the way you like it. You don't have to add sugar because there are some, you know, you can add bananas just so like it could, there's some sweetness to it, you know. You can be creative and that's the beauty of eating healthy. And to me, that's just, you know, in a way in the smoothies, when you make smoothies, I like to make berry smoothies. So I get frozen berries, mixed ones. And then I add cilantro, add a little bit of green in your smoothie. So then I also love ginger. I don't know if you're one of those people, but I add those because those are 
Cilantro is very good at uh, getting rid of toxins in your body. And if you don't like the taste of it, you could add it in your smoothie. If you don't like ginger, you could add it onto your smoothie. And I add my scoby, like I said. And so that's, that's, that's like so cool because it's adding something to me and my body <laughs> and eliminating some of the things, you know, or lessening consumption of the bad. And trust me, I understand. I am in this journey with you of trying to eat better and healthier. And there's a lot of challenges with that. And I can talk about that in another episode. Another thing, the very simplistic thing is drinking water. Oh my gosh. Bringing a water bottle with you, having a water bottle next to you, and also having a bigger water bottle so then it could store a lot of water. Having water bottle with you next to your bed, drinking water when you first wake up, it adds so much. You could tell the difference if you have a lot of headaches. At least for me, I get a lot of headaches. And so you could tell the difference. And sometimes it's a difference of not having a lot of water. Being dehydrated could cause headaches on top of obviously the stress levels that you have and all that stuff. So that's a very simplistic way. You know, you just add that in your life, you're golden. Another, another thing that I really advocate for is taking five minutes for yourself every day. Whether you want that to be your gratitude day, taking five minutes to be gratitude, just to think of things that you're really grateful for, or that could mean walking for you, stepping out outside and just absorbing fresh air for five minutes, walking journaling is a big one meditating or paying attention to your breathing all those things that you could do in five minutes all at once <laughs> now i'm joking you can't do it all at once but you can meditate choose to meditate or choose to walk and that in itself every day just for five minutes start from five minutes and then you might find that you might want to spend 10 minutes you might want to spend 30 minutes it's really cool right it's just a we're creating habits here so then we can increase the quality of our lives and I really find that really really powerful to, to take five minutes of our time and that's also putting the power back to us because as I said in the beginning we live this such crazy lives and it's always on the go that even when we're walking to work we're already so occupied by a lot of things if that's your five minutes that you want to take for yourself Take it slow. You know, that five minutes, walk slow. Pay attention to the way you walk on your way to work. And maybe as you're going to work, pay attention to where is your mindset at the moment. And maybe think about what you're grateful for. You know? Another one is, this is probably, at least this is something that I think is good to add in our lives, which is practicing what stoicism is is you don't have to be hardcore stoic because I'm not I'm personally I don't want to label myself as a stoic but Marcus Aurelius is such a brilliant brilliant man at least the way high how I view him and he wrote this book called meditations and there's a lot to learn from there but one of the things that he had started is this maybe a movement I'm not really familiar or maybe a philosophical way of viewing things and it's called stoic stoicism with 
stoicism i'm just using that as a phrase but i'm what i'm really advocating for is if you practice accepting reality as what it is what it is type of mindset you're able to move on quickly from what's going on meaning that you're able to just accept and live your life a very simple example is if things all of a sudden change if plants change on you if there's a sudden struggle a hardship a sudden challenge that came your way instead of being so pissed or mad or you know now things have changed and it's out of your control it's out it's not in your comfort zone anymore and you get pissy or you get a certain type of negative emotion with practicing stoicism they just teach you to let it go and accept it if it's traffic on your way to work accept that it's traffic and now you're giving yourself room permission to do what you have with your time and just accept it because in reality you can't really do anything about it you're now faced with this challenge and you know if your boss give you this project that you didn't really want to pay attention to or you want you want somebody else to handle it or the vice versa is you really wanted this project and your boss handed it to someone else that now your brain is occupied by all of these anger and negative emotions that really if you had a choice which one would you choose would you let emotions rule you at that moment or would you just accept it move on and pay attention to what you do best you know whenever there are fights in relationships and i see this happen a lot or you know i ask myself what would i rather choose and what is the bigger picture here what i want do i want this person do i love this person and if i do i can teach myself to just easily let go of what had happened and move on because we waste so much of our time being angry we waste a night and that really adds on to an uglier situation if you will it calls for an uglier situation and it's not really increasing the quality of your life and the people around you when you choose to be angry on something that could have passed we really have to choose our battles when we have to speak up to let's say our boss or you know should we just show character or show attitude to that waitress because she angered us do we really want that to occupy space in our lives and the answer is probably no that's not a better choice i think the better choice if we really want to increase the quality of our lives is to accept situations as it is and that people aren't perfect as well people make mistakes in relationships people make mistakes and it's not to say that we're going to be acting like stupid people and not recognizing patterns of behavior that's why we have to choose our ba- battles and we have to choose it in a way that it's not causing us to be extremely angry and escalating the situation in a bad way we can choose to communicate how we feel 
at the time that we don't feel such anger anymore. And actually, you know, that's a very good topic because my friend talked to me or reminded me about he heard a podcast on anger and how this person is really talking about anger is not bad for you. And I agree in the sense that what my friend was saying, and I really agree with this one, is that you can recognize anger. You know, just like you would recognize that, oh, it's traffic today. But does it really need space to linger with the whole traffic idea? Or the same with feeling anger or angry towards your partner in life when they did something or when we're angry at life and life is really has caused series of you know suffering in our way thrown us hardships all at once we can be angry and I'm not really advocating for oh don't feel anger I think there's a time and place for it in a way that you know, for small things, when your boss, all that stuff, we can let those go. We can recognize it and let go. That's probably a better way of saying it. Recognize the situation, accept it for what it is, and move on if we can't do anything about it. If we can't do something about it, we can approach things without anger, just so we can be, we can still be professional, we can still be respected, and we're not, we're not we can express our anger a different way and that's fine too but just don't let it linger in a way that it will ruin your entire day recognizing anger and being angry towards someone is absolutely a-okay as long as again it's not something that's ruling our lives we don't want it to rule our lives we don't want to be People walking on the streets filled with anger because, again, it adds up. Emotions that are not, if you don't pay attention to our emotions, they all pile up. And there will come a day that we don't know what triggered something anymore or how we feel anymore because it's all piled up of different types of emotion. It could be anger, it could be rejection, it could be failure. And and that's why it's important to recognize. Pause, recognize, don't let it linger, and move on. It's a little tricky topic. We can go back there if you're confused. You can message me as well. And if I'm confusing you, I hope I'm not. <laughs> Number nine, make happy memories and make it memorable. What I mean by this is... You know how we remember a lot of things that bother us? Like, you know, just like anger, what people did to make for them to make us angry we can also make like happy memories and we could those we could actually create we could create journals and we could create photos of happy memories just because we want that to occupy our brains we want that to build in our minds just like gratitude, happiness is another thing that we can practice in our lives. 
And making happy memories is as simple as walking barefoot, walking barefoot on a grass field or walking in the rain and experiencing the rain. It could simply be as us going somewhere, traveling and making memories there, meeting new people, encountering people, asking people about their life story and that could easily transform us. That could easily be happy memories and we can those we can collect we can keep in our lives and build on and that in a way is increasing our quality of life even in simple things in in your day 24 hours you have 24 hours what can you collect what kind of happy memories can you build on with people with you for you for yourself lastly Number 10 is extending compassion for yourself. This is big. And I think it ties everything, you know, from paying attention to practicing gratitude to practicing forgiveness, minimizing the stuff that we own, eating better, drinking water, taking five minutes for ourselves, practicing what Stoics would do, making happy memories, and extending compassion for ourselves all number 10 summarizes it all when we extend compassion for ourselves when we love ourselves for who we are as we are accepting things that we cannot change about ourselves and accepting things that we still can change when we're extending compassion for ourselves we really are increasing the quality of our lives. And it's a process, just like all these 10 things. These are all processes that we can add in our lives. It doesn't have to be that we should do all these 10 things. If you just remember one at the end of this and incorporate in your life, thank you for that. And I do hope that it adds value in your life. Extending compassion could show up in different ways you know when when you look in the mirror and there might be things that you don't don't like about yourselves maybe you're born that way and maybe you think that you can't change that aspect of you and maybe all your life you've carried on these anger towards yourself or towards someone else because you've made that way and you've been created that way Today, I just ask you to extend compassion for yourself. You can love yourself for who you are because it starts there. We can only give what we have. And equally, I view it as you can never receive something if you're not open to it. And it's so hard to receive love from other people if we ourselves cannot extend that compassion for ourselves, that acceptance, that love, that care. Who comes first? It should be you. It should be your love for yourself. Because from there starts, really stems and grows confidence 
the way you carry yourself, who you are starts from there. It's like a well that you have to keep pouring on is to extend compassion for yourself, love for yourself. And that should be first because remember, you can't give what you don't have. So it means that if you don't love yourself, what are you giving to other people? What are you pouring out for others? And I know that this is this sounds so cliche and we hear it all the time. Self-love, self-care, do something for yourself. But it really starts with the mindset of just in simple things. How do I extend love for myself? It's those it's when things are hard. It's when you fail. It's when you get rejected. It's when you've done something horrible. That's when you have to extend love for yourself. If you if you felt that, oh, you know, I'm really practicing not being angry anymore and I have effed up and I gotten crazy and I acted at, out and I exploded, that's the time that you have to extend love for yourself because you deserve that much. One, you've already have stepped it up by recognizing that you've act it up but you also deserve to extend compassion for yourself because of that we're all imperfect human beings i know and but i do believe that we have the power and we hold the key to living better lives to living the quality of life that we all want because what is it for you working hard what it what is that for what is it for that you wake up in the morning and you face your day we're not robots and we should exit this robotic lifestyle that we are all in where we just everything is routine based and i'm not against routines i am all for paying attention and being present and lastly, really just extending compassion for ourselves. All these to say, these are very, very long and there's 10 of 10, a lot of 10 things and they're all kind of loaded topics on their own. And I just really want to come on here and share. Maybe you could add something in your life. And thank you so much. Alright, let's pause for a moment and process all those things. I want to thank you if you've been listening and thank you so much for extending compassion towards me as well for the kind, the quality of my audio and I know it's not great but we're gonna get there, we're working on it. <laughs> I really do hope that you got something out of this one and if you liked it please do give it a share 
with your loved ones, your friends, give me a shout out. Follow me on Instagram. My name is Jessica Dreams, J-E-S-S-C-A, no I on my name, Dreams. And I'd be happy to hear any feedback, anything from you. I am so incredibly passionate about hearing people's stories and I love to answer your questions if you do have them. And again, thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a fantastic one. I'm signing off for now. Bye-bye.